Hi, Steve here. With everything happening in this world, it's no surprise that most believers are looking to the sky and hoping that Jesus will be breaking through very soon. But what does his word really say about his return? Will there be a catching away for Christians sometime in the future? Well, the Apostle Paul said there would be, and I believe there will be. But just who are those Christians that will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air? And there are even more scriptures that are continuously overlooked and skipped over, just like Jesus himself said, which should make us understand that it will seem like he's not going to come back when we assumed he would. Let's look at the scriptures so we can better understand when Jesus will return. Most Christians like to stop in this first verse and hang their hat on, no one knows the day or the hour, so are we stupid and ignorant? And they just quit reading. But what did Jesus say after this? He said, for the Son of Man's coming will be just as it was in the days of Noah. But what's the real point he's making here? Therefore, you too must always be ready, for the Son of Man will come when you are not expecting Him. He's coming at a time you're not expecting Him. And for people who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, that is a time you're expecting. We may not know the day or the hour, but we do know the time because Jesus told us. It will be like the days of Noah. So what was it like in the days of Noah before the flood? The people on earth were very wicked. And all their imaginings of their hearts were always of evil only. The earmark of the return of Christ is people on earth are very wicked again. And everything that they imagine is evil all the time. Genesis 6 also tells us the earth was filled with violence. As the Lord was being crucified, he said, If this is the way you act when things are not so bad, how will it be when things are horrible or dead? In Matthew 24, he talks about people being deceived by false prophets and the love of many growing cold because they've moved so far away from God's teachings. Here's a scripture that's very telling about when Jesus will return. He's talking about the faithful servant. He said it will go well with that servant if he is found doing his job when his master comes. Yes, I tell you that he will put him in charge of all he owns, but... If that servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is taking his time. This tells me that so many so-called believers will be falling away because he has not returned as they see all of these trials and persecutions taking place. And that doesn't fit with the false narrative that they believed about him coming back before any real tribulation starts. Why would Jesus say something like, but keep watch on yourselves, or your hearts will become dulled by carousing, drunkenness, and the worries of everyday living, and that day will be sprung upon you suddenly like a trap. I believe that's one of the reasons that the saints who have been murdered during the tribulation will be crying out and asking the Lord, how long will it be before you judge the people living on earth and avenge our blood? because it seems like the great tribulation just keeps going on forever. For those in the church who've been teaching the lie that you don't hear anything about the church after chapter three in Revelation, nothing could be further from the truth. You hear about the saints in several chapters after chapter three in Revelation. In chapter 13, we clearly see the rule and reign of the false prophet and the beast, the Antichrist, and there are still men and women coming to Christ who refuse to take the mark of the beast. 
This is when perseverance is needed on the part of God's people. Those who observe his commands and exercise Yeshua's faithfulness. Next, I heard a voice from heaven saying, write, how blessed are the dead who die united with the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, now they may rest from their efforts for the things they have accomplished follow along with them. How blessed are the dead who die united with the Lord from that point on. Now, here is the place in Revelation where I believe it states very clearly that Jesus Christ returns to the earth to take his people, both those who are dead and those who are still alive and remain, as Paul says. Then I looked And there before me was a white cloud. Sitting on the cloud was someone like a son of man with a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Another angel came out of the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the cloud, Start using your sickle to reap, because the time to reap has come. The earth's harvest is ripe. The one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. This is a match for Matthew 24, 31. He will send out his angels with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen people from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. This is the harvest. Jesus is waiting, and God the Father gives his angel the green light to tell Jesus, now is the time for the harvest. The time and the hour are synonymous. Some translations say hour, some say time, but it means the same thing. It's also the time in verse 17 for the wrath of God to begin being poured out on the earth. And chapter 15 follows this in chapter 14 where we see that this is where the last plagues of God's wrath are poured out on the earth. In chapter 19 of Revelation, we see the marriage supper of the Lamb. Next I saw heaven opened, and there before me was a white horse. Sitting on it was the one called Faithful and True, and it is in righteousness that he passes judgment and goes to battle. His eyes were like a fiery flame, and on his head were many royal crowns, and he had a name written which no one knew but himself. He was wearing a robe that had been soaked in blood, and the name by which he is called is the word of God. The armies of heaven clothed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. I want to clarify one false teaching that I've heard, and that is, we are returning with the Lord to the earth to strike down the enemies of God. Sorry to tell you this, but if you look up armies in the Greek, you'll see that it describes warriors and soldiers. And then you have to ask yourself about Jesus, our Lord, and our spiritual husband. Would he send his bride into a war zone? The word saint simply means holy ones. And this term is not exclusive of humans. In Deuteronomy 33.2, which Moses wrote about Christ's second coming, angels are called saints. And then finally, we have the last martyrs. Then I saw thrones, and those seated on them received authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for testifying about Yeshua and proclaiming the word of God. Also those who had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received the mark on their foreheads and on their hands. They came to life and ruled with the Messiah for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were over. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is anyone who has a part in the first resurrection. Over him, the second death has no power. On the contrary, 
they will be priests of God and of the Messiah, and they will rule with him for the thousand years. Where else did we see this phrase, blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on? We saw it in chapter 14. Next, I heard a voice from heaven saying, write, how blessed are the dead who die united with the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, now they may rest from their efforts, for the things they have accomplished follow along with them. So we have two groups of saints. First, John says he saw thrones and those seated on them received authority to judge. And he says, and or in addition to, he saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for testifying about Yeshua and proclaiming the word of God. And those who had not worshiped the beast or its image did not receive the mark of the beast. So this is the first resurrection. The saints are celebrating the marriage supper of the Lamb and have already been brought back to life. And Paul talks about that as being transformed or changed in the twinkling of an eye. And he makes it very clear that the lost and the wicked and the godless would not even be brought back to life for judgment until the end of the thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on earth. So what should our goal be as believers? It should be exactly what Jesus said in Luke chapter 21. Keep watch on yourself. Stay alert, always praying that you will have the strength to escape all the things that will happen and to stand in the presence of the Son of Man. Think about it.